Hello, this is Opal Singleton from Exploited Crimes and Technology. We come to you every Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. Well, it's been an interesting couple of weeks. You know, it's been good to have some time off and good to be with old friends and family and like that. And uh, and our my producer and I were just talking about how hard it is to get back to reality. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We got to do things for a living, really? Anyway, I'm uh, happy to be back. I hope you all had a happy Fourth uh, of July this last weekend. And uh, we are getting ready to take on the summer and all the activity that has to go with it. So for those of you that are new to this show, this show is brought to you by an organization called Million Kids, millionkids.org, not .com. That's a rock band. This is .org. We're an organization that started way back in 2008, never had a clue where we were headed and that we would still be doing this kind of thing many years later. But I am very, very grateful to have been able to do this. Million Kids is all about keeping kids safe from predators, whether it's fighting things like sex trafficking. Uh, We do a lot of fighting of social media exploitation. We're going to talk a lot about that today and what apps to be able to keep moms and grandmas and grandpas all educated and dads all about how various technologies are used and how you can keep your kids safe. In fact, I'm going to be giving a presentation. Uh, I wanted to to, uh, mention that it's on July 13th at one o'clock in the day up in Hesperia. I almost never get up that way. And we had a loyal listener who's just a wonderful guy by the name of Dave Stedman, who tracked me down and said, would you come out of your bunker and come to Hesperia? Well, I know where Hesperia is. I've spent quite a bit of time up there in my past lives and uh, has grown. Oh, my gosh, that whole area up there, Apple Valley, Hesperia up there is just mind boggling. But uh, this event is open to the public, I believe. And if you're interested and you're up there in that area, it's at one o'clock on July 13th. That's a Thursday. Uh, And it will be held at the Percy Baker Community Center, uh, 9333 East Avenue. No, I got that wrong. E Avenue, 9333 E Avenue in Hesperia. And you are welcome to attend that. And it will be posted at millionkids.org on our uh, events calendar, on our training programs that we put out there. And I thank David for tracking me down and uh, making that happen. It's always important to educate the public. And, you know, by trade, I'm a a post-certified law enforcement trainer. I train a lot of law enforcement, code enforcement, fire departments, uh, social workers, uh, medical workers, school uh, officials and teachers and like that. And uh, so I don't get so much time anymore to go out to the public events Uh, as I'm doing a a lot of uh, some real in-depth curriculum development for professional people. But but, uh, he tracked me down and we got involved in it. And and, uh, so please keep that in mind. I'll try to remember to announce it again at the close of the show. Well, I wanted to give you an update on the Hulse family. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Before I do that, let me just remind you that if you want to keep current on what's happening on Million Kids information, be sure to go to millionkids.org and sign up for our newsletter. 
Uh, we don't hammer you all day long. We don't, you know, fill up your end basket. When we have something important, we send it to you. Um, and also we have a social media side of, for instance, Facebook. I'm not crazy about Facebook, but it is a way for me to have an avenue to educate the public and also keep you current on what's going on. So you can, if you're on Facebook, look up Million Kids and uh, MillionKids.org and and uh, friend us, and uh, you will start to get the announcements. There's also one more resource I'll tell you about before we get started that um, if you really want the in-depth training, let's say you're in some sort of business world or you're just very, very concerned about your own children or grandchildren, and you want to be able to get a case analysis kind of thing. I also operate Million Kids Supporters under Facebook. Now, that doesn't mean you have to send me money. It's always nice when you do, but you don't have to. Anyway, Million Kids Supporters is all about uh, having people join up. And it is uh, you have to request to be a member, and I'll admit you. Uh, but it is where I post the latest cases and give kind of a commentary on it. And it's a great way for you to keep current about the latest apps that are being used, uh, the latest legislation out there, maybe some trends in crime. I sometimes post about uh, uh, smuggling and what's happening at trafficking on the border uh, or things like illegal pot grow or money laundering. I, um, I'm a subject matter expert on most of those subjects. And so when I do a certain level of research and I think it's something that people that are professional people that want to know, I post that at me and kids supporters. So that's on Facebook. Just go to me and kids supporters ask to be admitted and I will admit you on that. Well, I want to talk about an update on Reverend Halls because that's where we started. Reverend Halls is a, a long, long, long time friend of mine, over almost 60 years now. And um, he lives in Escondido, he and wife Marcia. They're in their 80s, and they are some of the most incredible people I have ever met. These are people that have served others all their lives. He was a chaplain in the Navy. He was a pastor of a large church down there before he retired. He was pastor of uh, the Escondido Police Department. I didn't get that right. He was a chaplain of the Escondido Police Department. Uh, he served as a chaplain at many uh, care homes and helping the elderly as they face their own demise and uh, giving them hope as they lose their friends and their family. And he's just an amazing person. Well, literally three weeks ago this week at two o'clock in the morning, their house caught on fire. They believe that it started from a charger of a recliner, but nobody's really sure of that at this point. We're waiting for the final report. But uh, the house was totally engulfed. It went uh, up the walls and into the attic and then back down towards her bedroom. And uh, Marcia succumbed to the fire. She was uh, uh, died at the scene. Uh, from smoke inhalation and uh, and like that. But Reverend Halls tried to get Marsha out, and uh, he is severely burned. His hands, his face, his chest, but really his throat and his lungs are extremely damaged. Uh, his hands and face, they, the family tells me, starting to recover. But just this week, they began to bring him out of the coma. We don't know yet if he knows about Marsha. 
that she did not make it out. We don't know how much he remembers because he's unable to re, uh, communicate. They uh, did take the breathing tube out, but he's not going to be able to breathe on his own. So they had to put that back in. But he is uh, more alert now. Uh, he, they only allowed two people to go into that room because of the danger of him getting infection from outside bacteria. But they give us an update and uh, has an incredible family, five children. Uh, one of them has cancer and they're, of course, all adults. But um, the daughter goes in and plays some country western music for him and uh, when she can see him uh, because he can't communicate. And um, she also uh, prays some of, plays some of his own dialogue prayer that he's recorded to encourage others. And she plays that for him. And she said now he squeezes their hand. You can tell from his eyes he's more alert. Uh, he nods his head. He, he really wants to be able to communicate but can't. So the prognosis, nobody knows where this is going to go in the future. But we have been taking up a collection. These people lost everything they owned, everything they owned. That house was totally destroyed. The roof caved in. Um, someone down on the freeway at 2 in the morning saw the flames way in the uh, air and called 911. And that's how they were able to get them out. But if you're interested in, uh, you know, uh, making a donation to this family, you can do it through millionkids.org. Go to millionkids.org and hit donate, or you can send it to our P.O. box. It is online at millionkids.org, but I'll also give it to you. It's Million Kids, P.O. box 7295. That's P.O. box 7295, Riverside, California. Nine two five one three, and I'll give that again at the end of the show. We have uh, had some very generous donors, and uh, we appreciate it. This man is looking like he's going to live, but everything in his life is gone, including his wife, including his home, including all of his possessions, all of his research that he's done, all the uh, materials and photos and things like that. And uh, he probably will have a very long, hard recovery coming back. But he looks like he's going to make it. So if you want to donate, go to meandkids.org slash donate. We appreciate you. We're up against that break. So stay with us. We're going to be right back. Are you tired of eating at the same old restaurants? Let me tell you about a fabulous Italian restaurant we found in Riverside. Mama Mia's Italian Restaurant. Their caprese salad is exquisite with candied balsamic glaze. All of their sauces are special recipes using only the best olive oils. The salads are fresh and healthy. They offer a wonderful array of pastas, including shrimp scampi, capellini bolognese, and lasagna. They're famous for their gourmet pizza, and you can order online for takeout or have a special date for dining in with family and friends. Mamma Mia's caters special occasions and hosts private events. You have to try it out. Mamma Mia's Italian Restaurant, located at 10971 Magnolia Avenue in Riverside, one block north of La Sierra on Magnolia. That's Mamma Mia's in Riverside. Be sure to tell Michael, Alex, or Joseph you heard it on AM590 The Answer. Hello, this is Opal Singleton 
themillionkids.org. I believe the four most powerful words on earth are I believe in you. So we created a challenge coin that says I believe in you on one side and stand tall, you are loved on the other side. This one-of-a-kind challenge coin is a perfect gift for birthdays, anniversaries, graduation, Christmas presents, or just an anytime gift for someone you love. What a powerful message for a parent or a grandparent to give to a young person. This two-inch coin is made of polished gold. It's striking to look at, and it is priceless to hold. It is packaged in a beautiful black velvet gift box. What a great way to leave a legacy of love that will last forever. To purchase this coin, go to millionkids.org slash gallery. Each coin is $25. Go to millionkids.org slash gallery to purchase and give a legacy of love. Real estate sales in the Inland Empire are really hot. Sellers and buyers recognize that these low interest rates will not last. Sean and Colleen at Caldwell Banker Armstrong Properties in Riverside are proud to sponsor this show. They are the best in the Inland Empire. They're fair, honest, creative, and they care about you and your situation. If you're in the market to buy or sell a home, call Sean and Colleen at 951-529-4066. AM 590, the answer. Hello, and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. This is Opal Singleton, and we're catching you up to date all the happenings in the world where we're combating uh uh, people that especially that prey on children and uh, one of the the types of situations that we often will work with is on uh, child sex trafficking and uh, there is a bill I want to bring you up to date on because there is a a hearing and a vote that is going to take place next Monday on July 11th around nine o'clock at Capitol Hill now, a lot of times you can do this remotely or send in remotely and like that. They're not going to allow that to happen in this case. You have to actually be on the Sacramento uh, area and go into this hearing if you want to hear about it. But this bill is a very important bill that they are trying to get them to vote to pass the bill and let it continue into the assembly. This is a very important hearing and a vote. It is sponsored by Senator Shannon Grove. We know her office. She works out of Kern County. All of our friends up there, we often work back and forth together. And uh, I have a person that works with me and kids up there and supporting the work of me and kids out of that Kern County area. And they have some incredible district attorneys up there that are being supported by our district attorneys down here in Riverside and San Bernardino. SB 14, Senate Bill 14, is a bill that would include sex trafficking of a minor in the lists of crimes that are defined as serious under California law, making the crime a strike under three strikes law. If passed, SB 14 will help strengthen protections for the millions of victims of sex trafficking. So why is all that so important? Well, what happened, and I don't want to take you clear through the whole thing because, you know, it's Saturday and we want to relax a little bit. But what happened is, is that when uh, Proposition 57 passed, it talked about whether or not you could uh, let uh, people in prisons out early based on a credit system that was established. 
And the whole idea there is that California is known for just having an incredible amount of people in their prison system. And so what they did is said, well, we need to let out the nonviolent, non-serious offenders. And so many times people think those are feel-good words, you know. Well, you know, if he's nonviolent or she's nonviolent, then let's, you know, why not? Well, what people don't understand is those are legal terms. By the way, very few legislators or governors bother to tell you what is going on in that terminology. And so it's important to understand that this has to do with uh, whether or not it qualifies for early release and whether or not it qualifies for enhanced sentencing. So the terms serious and violent are not feel-good terms. Those are legal terms that tell you that a crime will qualify for being prosecuted under the three strikes law and will strengthen the protection for the victims of sex trafficking in this case. So why is that? Well, in this case, what happens if it's not serious then what, you know, that's not to mean that it's not important. What it's saying is serious is a legal definition that will allow prosecutors to go in and say, I want this tried. This is a repeat offender. I want this tried under the three strikes law so that they can get more sentencing and be considered because they're repeat offenders. And we ha- we attempted to do this this last year under SB 1024. I myself was very involved in that. And uh, it failed. It failed in public safety. Uh, there are groups of people on Capitol Hill that simply do not want child sex crimes to be either violent or serious, meaning that they can get additional sentencing. For instance, uh if they're carrying a gun, if they're part of a gang, if they've uh, done this before, all of those should be considered by a court of law. However, if a if a particular crime is not classified as violent or serious in this case, then it doesn't uh, justify for any judge to give them. It doesn't give the judge an extra uh, vehicle, an extra tool to be able to make Uh, an extended uh, sentencing, especially for repeat offenders. And so I think this is such an important bill. The victims of sex trafficking usually end up there at a fairly young age. Uh, The most likely victims of sex trafficking are foster kids. 60% of young people involved in sex trafficking come from the foster care system. It is because they have a hole in their heart as big as the sky. And some pimp, you know, some gang guy comes along and tells them they're beautiful or they hook up over their their tattoos or whatever. And this kid believes that that's a real relationship until they end up being gang raped and end up in commercial sex. And once you're in it, it is very, very difficult to get back out because the gangs and the pimps will fight you on that. So these young people need to be able not only to be rescued, 
but they need to be able to take their perpetrator and make sure they're going to go to prison for a very long time. When you take a 14-year-old girl and put her out for commercial sex over and over and over, and you keep all the money and she is being violated, that should be considered a serious crime. And that when we can get the girl rescued, that she can know that her offender is going to be behind bars for a significant amount of time. Right now in California, that just simply does not happen. Uh, In fact, many times, you know, their perpetrator is back out on the street while the young person is in a rape crisis center or a safe house and uh, is barely starting to understand a path that she might have a regular life again. This guy's already back out on the street or gal. You know, a lot of uh, 60 percent of girls in commercial sex are recruited by another girl. That's called a bottom out on the street. I won't go into the details because it's a family show. But uh, that bottom girl recruits these other girls. And they're absolutely violent and vicious. If these kids try to get away, they cut them, they burn them, they strangle them, they threaten them with death, they threaten them with guns, they kidnap them back. This is a very violent crime. And for a sophisticated society such as California, that we're having to fight to make child sex trafficking a serious crime just speaks volumes about this this state and where they're at on crime. It just makes me shudder. In my case, I work with these people. I work with adult and and child uh, victims. We get them over to, um, I serve as the training and outreach coordinator for the Riverside County Sheriff Department. And so this is very real taking place in your community. And our state is going absolutely backwards on this. I mean, when SB 357 passed, that makes it so law enforcement can no longer intervene if you're loitering for solicitation for street prostitution. Now, it doesn't say if you're soliciting to buy or sell. And theoretically, that's an adult law. But I'll tell you what, if law enforcement cannot intervene, a 16-year-old girl with a lot of makeup and a little short skirt looks exactly like a 19-year-old girl, but law enforcement won't be able to intervene to free up that young lady because they won't be able to prove she's not an adult. It's just uh, sometimes makes my brain just scrambled. You know, how can we possibly be here that we are having to fight so hard? Well, we have a group of legislators that do not want enhanced sentencing, do not want to consider a three strikes law, and in fact is supporting the sex workers union out of Los Angeles, working with the UC, or excuse me, the, uh, I almost blew that, working with the ACLU. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got to watch myself there. Anyway, uh, but they're working together. And I watched it the last time they tried to make uh, human trafficking a serious or a violent crime. And the Public Safety Committee, which is headed up by Senator Scott Weiner, literally there are three Democrats and two Republicans. And the Democrats all left the room except Senator Weiner. They presented hours of evidence. You know, we had over 4,000 letters of support and uh, 100 people who drove to Sacramento 
And uh, he listened to it. He called the other two buddies back in who had never listened to any of it. And they voted against it. That was SB 1042, excuse me, 1024. Now, this is SB 14. And it's going to be, if you want to to know about it, look it up. It's going to, hearing is starting 7-11, July 11th at 9 a.m. in room 126 at Sacramento. I hope that you'll pay attention and support that bill. We must make child sex crimes a serious crime. It's break time. We'll be right back. Societal Shift, A World Without Borders and a Home Without Walls. This is the most important book you will read this year, especially if you have children or grandchildren. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. More than 6 billion people coming together. Technology will provide many great advantages for our kids. But a world without borders for our kids is also a world without borders for pimps, predators, pedophiles, cartels, and organized crime. It is a home without walls because 87% of the kids sleep with their phone. It is the greatest societal experiment of all time. Our kids are technology geniuses and their parents are technophobic. Some are techno impotent. New apps come with no warnings on how a predator will use them against our kids. Advancing technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, artificial intelligence, cryptocurrency, and the dark net will challenge law enforcement, teachers, and parents to keep kids safe. Recent research states that 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed with a naked photo and 58% will meet their predator. It is indeed a societal shift and one in which most parents are unprepared. If you are a parent or grandparent, teacher, counselor, or social worker, please take time to read Societal Shift. Only $18.99 plus $6 shipping. Order today at millionkids.org. That's millionkids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N-K-I-D-S dot org. It'll be the greatest gift you can give your family and yourself. Order Societal Shift today. Million Kids takes checks and credit cards. Opal Singleton, the author, will personally sign the book and send it to you. Again, go to millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. Join Million Kids. Keep our kids safe from predators. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. This is Opal Singleton, and I so much appreciate each and every one of you that follow the show, that get involved, that contact us, that support us financially. You have no idea what it means. We're a fairly small organization. I often say I stay here in my bunker and I research my brains out on this stuff, but I always want to know the latest that is going on out there. And it isn't important just to know it. It's important to share it, which is why we have this show. And one of the more, uh, you know, uh, taxing financially of our our type of uh, of ministry that we do, our mission that we do. But it's important that we not only learn the information, but that we share the information. And that's why we do what we do. Now, we got a new alert out, a, P- a PSA that came out. Uh, it was came out on June 5th, and then I saw another article on it on on uh, June 11th. And I wanted to bring this along. A couple of weeks ago, I I talked about the Instagram hubbub that's going on out there about how tech companies are using algorithms to seduce our kids. Well, we're just getting started on that subject. I mean, I, I believe a year from now, this stuff will be so much more insane. 
So before I talk about the bad, about how it's happening, here's what I think that parents should be able to do before, so to make sure their child doesn't become a victim. I think that when a young person receives a device of any type that goes on the World Wide Web, you need a contract between you and between mom and dad and that young person that they understand that this is a serious adult device, that they are going on the World Wide Web, not just, you know, uh, texting to the people down the street, and that they will, one, be responsible, two, they will share every app they ever put on their phone with you so you understand what it is, and three, that they will never, ever send out content that somebody can use against them in the future, whether that is a sexual image, whether it is a video that is maybe on the on the edge, or maybe it is something that can be used by predators around the world to demand money. So question or statement number one is that they are willing to share that with you and that they understand that you're going to check their phone, not so much that you don't trust them, but that these things are changing all the time and you want to make sure that they're not being contacted by someone who might be able to mess up their lives. You know, first of all, I tell you right here, mom and dad, you know, you're paying for that phone, so it's your phone. Now you trust your kid and that's a good thing, you know, but you also check it from time to time because it's your phone and you're responsible for that. And it and they're responsible for keeping them safe on that phone. So number one, they're going to share and they're, they promise they're not going to send out anything, any self-made uh, pornography, any erotic images, any videos, any live streaming and video games. That's how it often happens with young people is they get on a video game a lot of sexuality in those video games, and they forget that camera works both ways. And that is how they get taken in. Number two is that if they should find themselves in a position of compromise, and it could happen without your child ever doing anything bad, there's something called deep fakes we're going to talk about in a minute. But if they get themselves in a situation where somebody's demanding more photos, or a particular kind of video or money that they will immediately come and talk with you and that you will assist them in dealing with this, no matter how embarrassing it is, you're going to be there and you're going to assist them. And, you know, you're going to help walk them through it. And the third thing in that contract is that they will never, ever, never, never, ever go out and meet up with someone they met online, whether it's a dating site or a hookup site or, you know, by a text or a a TikTok or uh, a video game. I will tell you that when kids go out and they do in large numbers, sometimes they go out trying to get that photo back before anybody finds out and they end up getting violated. Other times they're just curious, as we all are. They've met somebody, they're not sure what they're like and and like that. That's when it really, really goes wrong is when they began to go out and meet up with someone or that person is coming to the house. Now, there's a, a release that I was talking about 
This is the PSA that came out. The headline is malicious actors are manipulating photos and videos to create explicit contact and sextortion schemes. Well, that's a lot of big fancy words for what, okay? These guys are creating deep fakes. That's what this PSA is really trying to get around. So they're saying malicious actors. I call them pedophiles, okay? But it can be individual pedophiles. It can be groups of pedophiles that are are sharing images and are part of a dark web ring. Or it can be also a foreign national telemarketing center out of Nigeria or out of... um, uh, Philippines, uh, Belize, areas like that, Ivory Coast. Uh, these are third world countries that are soliciting our kids. So what is a deep fake? The short version of it is they take an image on life online that may be a perfectly legitimate image of something, maybe uh, the head of your child somehow. And the next thing you know, they have superimposed it on a nude photo. And so it looks like your child is appearing nude online when, in fact, your child never did a thing. So it's called deep fakes. I share that with you because we really must start to get our kids to where they can come and talk to us. And we also need to get our kids so that they understand if this is happening to someone in their school, that maybe the kid didn't really send that sexual photo that they have been, uh, you know, a victim of a deep fake. So what they do, according to the PSA, is they capture a social media image on a media account, an open Internet. Uh, Maybe they request it from the victim. And then they put that in a sexually themed image. This is the nice way of saying nudes, okay? Uh, And they put it out on social media, public forums, or pornographic websites. Most victims, which have included minors, are unaware their images were copied, manipulated, or circulated until suddenly it is brought to their attention. The photos are then sent directly to the victims by the by the pedophiles are calling them malicious actors for sextortion or harassment or until it was uh, discovered on the internet uh, and uh, until they can uh, protect themselves. They will send it out to their friends, their family. Oftentimes they'll take that image and what they'll do is they will go on Instagram and they will copy, they will photo uh, shoot you know, screenshot, uh, a photo of all their followers. And then they'll show that naked photo with all their followers in another document that they send to the kid. And then they start hammering the kid for money. Well, think about this poor kid. It isn't him. It isn't her. But who at school is going to believe that? Because they're threatening to send it to all their school classmates. They're threatening to send it to all their Instagram account holders, all their followers on TikTok. And this kid panics, even though they haven't done anything wrong. And so this is one of the reasons I started out by saying, mom and dad, if your child goes online, sign a three-point contract. One is that they will never send it. But if they send something out like that, 
but that that they will notify it, that they will give you their word that they will not create self-generated child pornography because parents or kids need to understand if you're under 18 and you take your photo and it's a erotic photo of somehow and you take that, you've created child pornography. And that's also called CSAM, child sexual abuse materials. If you share that with someone, you're distributing child pornography. Those come with big, big uh, legal uh, repercussions on it. So a child needs to understand that. But they really need to understand that right now we have entered, because of AI, we have entered the world of deep fakes. So a kid who never did a thing wrong could suddenly start to be blackmailed. So three points on your contract. One, they won't send anything and they will share with you, too, that if the blackmail begun, begins, whether they've done it themselves or they're a victim of it, they will come and tell. And three, they will never go out and try to meet up with someone to get those photos back. Those are important requirements that you have an agreement before your child ever goes online. This is Opal Singleton. We are up against that break, so stay with us. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of Exploited Crimes and Technology. I want to tell you about a book I wrote called Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers. It's all about how predators access, groom, recruit, and exploit our young people using social media, online gaming, video chat rooms. Technology is changing at the speed of light, and we have to understand how to keep our kids safe from predators. So you can get this book by going to www.meandkids.org. It's $16, I'll sign it, and I'll ship it to you personally. We hope that you will order this book, educate yourself about how to keep our kids safe in this day of changing technology. Join us each Saturday for our radio show at Exploited Crimes and Technology at three o'clock on AM 590. The answer. Custom Service Systems, a proud supporter of Million Kids, is a family-owned and operated commercial cleaning company servicing the Inland Empire and surrounding areas since 1974. CSS takes pride in their ability to maintain the business facilities they serve and their long-lasting relationships with their valued clients. CSS provides a variety of cleaning systems customized to client needs, including deep cleaning and disinfectant to be COVID-19 compliant. From basic office cleaning to windows and floors, CSS will clean up your mess so you don't have to stress. Custom Service Systems cares about families and communities and wants to give back. Custom Service Systems are proud supporters of Million Kids to keep kids safe from predators. If you need the best cleaning services for your business or corporation, contact Custom Service Systems at cssclean.com. Again, cssclean.com or call 951-781-9345. That's 951-781-9345. You will know you found the best. Custom Service Systems. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of Exploited Crimes and Technology. Let me tell you about my friend Doris Anderson at Remax Realty in Upland. She is amazing. She's kind, she's patient, but she listens and she's informed and she will help you with your real estate transaction in a way that works for you. Doris, in full disclosure, often supports the work of Million Kids because she cares about young people. 
but she knows how to analyze a market, how to market a property, and how to find just the right transaction for both buyers and sellers. If you're looking to buy or sell real estate or invest in income property, contact Doris Anderson at Remax Realty 951-733-8899. That's 951-733-8899. 951-733-8899. AM590, the answer. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. We're talking all about deep fakes today and how this is going to get even more and more complicated in the future. This is the reason why I think kids need to have a full understanding of how the internet is made and where those photos go when you hit send and why somebody is looking for your photo before they're ever allowed to go online. It really is an interesting discussion to me that we would, I mean, we would never take a 14 year old kid and put him out on the freeway without some sort of training about how a car works, what the rules are, who the bad guys are, what's going to happen if, you know, somebody ticks you off, how you handle it, you know, if you, why you don't want to pull in front of somebody and cause them a problem. You would teach your child all those things. And yet we put our children online without ever really explaining the world that they live in. And it, it really, you know, I think we have a very narrow point of view about, you know, it's kind of like you be careful on that thing now. Well, that's nice, but our children need us to equip them to understand the world that they're trying to neg negotiate or navigate. Many of you know that I've written a book called Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls, and it really is all about how our kids are living in this world, and it's getting more and more complex. I think it's important that you sit down and form a partnership with your child and say, you know, you've come to the point where I'm going to trust you on this device. And I know that you're a smart kid and that you're a kid that doesn't want to get in trouble, because if you're a kid that's going to get in trouble, giving them a device will guarantee them to accelerate the getting in trouble. But if you believe your kid has good judgment, you set them down and you talk about you know, how the internet is made and what the clear web is and what the deep web is and where your naked photo is going to go when you hit send and why somebody wants it. And I, as you follow this show, you will hear that I often talk about that it is either an individual. Uh, this happens all the time where an individual go on and meet usually a young girl who sends that video or photo. It is amazing to me the number of kids that are willing to send out an illicit photo in the hopes of pleasing someone they believe to be just wonderful, but they've never met. So they don't know how to talk about it or who they are. And these kids will very quickly get lured into sending a photo. They need to understand that most of these guys are what they call a pedophile, somebody who likes to violate young children. And young children can include a 17-year-old, by the way, or it can include a 7-year-old. But we are giving them the, the devices. In essence, you're giving them the keys to the bedroom of your child, especially if your child sleeps with your phone. 
And so we need to be able to sit down and talk with your child, especially since this idea of deep fakes has really came uh, come up and has become mature because they very likely could very quickly and this is this is exploding around the world. This is all about making money for foreign national telemarketing companies that are manned by cartels. In fact, uh, there was one just recently uh, down in Mexico. There were eight kids that were working at one of these telemarketing centers, and they realized they were scamming the elderly in this case. They were pretending to be somebody else, and they wanted to quit, and they tried to quit, and the cartel murdered all of them. Well, this kind of thing also happens in Nigeria. And what is happening is they'll create a photo of your child and your child is just out of their mind. I'm going to be ruined at school. I didn't send that photo. Yes, that's my head on that photo, but that's not my body. But nobody at school is going to believe me and I can't go to school. And your child's life will change when that happens. They'll become very secretive. They shut their door. They hide their iPad. They bar other people's devices. They will become concerned. They won't be able to sleep or eat or tell other people about what's going on. And maybe they start missing school because they don't know who is going to see that that particular uh, film. So even if they didn't do anything wrong themselves, they may panic. And so this is why you want to have that conversation with your child. Look, maybe you sent it yourself or maybe you didn't, but they're going to want money. And a lot of it, you know, the thought of losing your child to a Nigerian telemarketing company or an Ivory Coast telemarketing company or a Filipino telemarketing company is just, just uh, beyond heartbreak. And if you follow me and kids, I can give you story after story after story. We're very bright, very young kids. Some of them were homecoming kings. Some of them were football stars. Some of them were um, homecoming queens or uh, they were, you know, the valedictorian of their class, very smart kids. But these guys are very slick and they come in and they start hammering a kid for money. And all of a sudden your kid needs money. That ought to be a huge red flag to you. If your child suddenly needs money and they didn't need before, ask a lot of questions. But before you ever get them online, sit down with them. Uh, you can go to millionkids.org. We post these stories, especially if you're on Million Kids supporters. But we post these stories at Million Kids uh, Facebook page. We post them at millionkids.org. And you can share them with your child. Help them become a leader to other kids. But get that contract that they'll never send anything that's erotic or that will get them in trouble. Two is that they will uh, talk to you if they find themselves in trouble so that together you can solve it. And three, that they will never go out there and meet up with someone to be able to uh, verify who they are and like that. That's especially common on a dating site. The first thing pedophiles do is they move you to another site. If you're talking on my LOL, they'll want you to move off the chat room so that you can chat privately. Every one of those things is about being able to manipulate you. By the way, mom and dad, if you're on one of those dating sites, that's the first thing they'll also do that'll tell you that you're not talking to someone you know that is is bad about this because the first thing they'll do is say, hey, let's talk offline. That's a huge hint right now, 
right there that they're going to be in trouble. Well, I want to remind you of a couple of things. One is that we are doing donations for the Hulls family, the Reverend Richard Hulls family. If you want to donate to that tragedy, uh, every dime you give us goes directly to them and that you can do that by going to meandkids.org and hit that donate button or else uh, go to meandkids.org and you'll see the P.O. Box 7295 Riverside 92513. Also, I want to remind you that I will be speaking up in Asperia on uh, July 11th. Uh, no, I got that wrong. July 13th at one o'clock. Uh, that will be at the Percy Baker Community Center. Percy Baker Community Center at one o'clock on July 13th, open to the public. You can go to that if you want. And thank you to David Stedman for putting that together and tracking me down. I'm not always easy to nail down because I live a very complicated life. Well, I want to thank each and every one of you, especially those of you that have donated for the Hulse family. Uh, you know, they are, you know, we appreciate your donations to me and kids for our work because we need that funding to be able to go forward. But I also appreciate the donations to the Hulse family. It is going to be a long time and a long way back uh, for that whole family. They've lost everything. They've got to have a wrecking crew come in and remove almost the entire house because it is a total loss. They need uh, to be able to have a service for Marsha, you know, and uh, we we believe that Reverend Hulse is going to make a recovery. He probably will spend time in a uh, rehab center for a while because we're not sure he can even walk yet. Uh, right now, he can't talk, he can't communicate, and they uh, have not verified if he realizes what's happened to Marsha. But he is making a comeback, and um, we believe that he's going to to need the funds that we can send him to rebuild. And you can do that at meandkids.org. So with that, I want to thank each and every one of you that uh, support our show, that follow us. You can write to me at opal, O-P-A-L, at meandkids.org. And, uh, and I'll respond. I may not respond immediately because I have a very, very complex schedule. But uh, I appreciate all of you. You're like family. You know, I go out into the public. I, I spoke up at um, uh, Stand Up Riverside the other day, and I was just kind of blown away by the number of people there that listened to the show, that came to the, uh, the presentation and, uh, you know, learned a lot of really hard stuff. But it also helps you to be a leader to not only keep your kids safe from predators, but other kids. And that includes if you're a grandma or grandpa, you know. Grandmas and grandpas, they can get away with things that grandmas uh, that parents don't. And that um, it's important that you educate yourself, that they that you understand how it works so that they know uh, that you care about them and they can trust you to uh, look out for their best interests. Well, folks, put your arms around your family this week. Give them a big hug. Let them know how proud you are of them and that you believe in them. We'll see you Saturday at three o'clock next week. This message is all about Million Kids, the organization that helps locate missing kids throughout Southern California and educates to keep kids safe from predators. Million Kids educates school administrators, teachers, parents, and teenagers how predators identify a potential victim and the methods they use to recruit innocent kids. BMW of Riverside is a proud supporter of Million Kids. Visit BMW of Riverside at the Adams Street exit off the 91 freeway or click bmwofriverside.com.